0: You're listening to Technically a Conversation, a podcast where we share an interesting topic or story with each other, and hope you find it interesting as well. I'm one half of your host, Jose, and I'm joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, Isela. How are you doing today?
1: Lovely, as always. How are you doing?
0: Good. Todo tranquilon, as the kids on the streets say.
1: Yeah, yeah. We have, sadly, Halloween behind us, and only just looking forward to stuffing our faces later.
0: I always look forward to that.
1: Me too.
0: what about you? ¿Estás tranquiliando?
1: Como siempre. Well, that's not true, but
0: yeah, sort of. (laughs) Es todo. Now, before we get started, I wanted to remind everyone about our exciting contest. All the cool kids are doing it, and it's super easy to enter. Just leave us a review and send us a screenshot to one of our socials. We're at Greetings TAC everywhere. Once we get 25 reviews, we'll do a drawing and give the winner a Technically a Conversation shirt. Check out technicallyaconversation.com slash contest for all the details, including a picture of how sexy the shirts look. We also posted a picture on our socials. So if you want to look super sexy and cool like Isela and I, do the Technically a Conversation review challenge, unless you're a chicken like Marty McFly. (laughs) speaking of reviews... 55 Chevy Gas and Ronaldo Goat. First of all, you get all of the shout outs. Thank you for your reviews. We love you and appreciate your support.
1: Thank you so much, guys. Yay.
0: You are awesome. Heck yeah. So I know who Ronaldo Goat is. You're automatically in the contest. Do you know who 55 Chevy Gas is?
1: I do. That's the one we shouted out, I want to say about a month ago, under the cool name of Max Daddy.
0: Max, daddy. Yes. You're in there also.
1: Thank you so much, Max.
0: Yes, thank you very much. Ronaldo Gore is uh, mi guerito, el Kevinowski.
1: Oh, you've shouted him out before. Okay.
0: We did, yeah. And actually now he's our huerito, since he's gone from super friend to super fam.
1: That's true. I have a guerito. nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and really, we're all family here, right, Isela?
1: That's right.
0: After all... It'll be our initials that will be branded on you when you join our sex cult masquerading as a self-help group.
1: On each buttock. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, everyone's like, I'm like, wait, wait, come back, guys, come back.
0: <laughs> yeah, sorry about that lame Nexium joke. <laughs> so do you want me to read some of the reviews that we got?
1: I do. I would love to hear it.
0: Okay, so Ronaldo Goat, very informative, great stuff. Enjoy listening every morning through my workout. And you give us a heart emoji.
1: Oh, that's very nice. Great. Great to know we're keeping people company during their workout.
0: Yeah. 55 Chevy Gas, Aka Max Daddy. Aka. <laughs> that's funny, sorry. <laughs> a must listen. Educational, thought-provoking, and humorous. All wrapped up in one podcast.
1: Aw, I love it.
0: Those are really sweet reviews, right?
1: They are. They're very great reviews. Very happy.
0: Thank you so much, everyone. Yes. Yeah. Are you ready to get started?
1: Ready to dive on in.
0: Great. Let's get started.
1: Oh, once you do that voice, <laughs> give, give me espero.
0: My announcer voice? Yes. <laughs> so, Isela, have you ever hallucinated before?
1: I've questioned whether I've hallucinated, but I'm pretty sure I did not, so... I have felt that feeling of like, wait, what did I just see? But then, you know, you kind of talk yourself
0: out of it. I usually try and talk myself out of all of my hallucinations. <laughs> have you ever been a part of a mass delusion where you could have sworn that you saw or heard something and others can corroborate it? Or have you ever had a shared experience that you know now to be false?
1: I don't know if it's false, but... I have a shared person who saw the same thing. And in fact, I didn't even bring it up at first. Our mutual friend did. And I'm going to keep her anonymity because I don't know if she would want everyone to know this. But we had gone out to Rio Doso and we were just enjoying the night sky and just kind of chit-chatting it up. Since it's so dark out, we were enjoying the stars. And when we were looking at one in particular, there was like another one that kind of kept doing this weird like wobble. And then she said, wait a second, did that star just jump? And I said, yes. And so we both kept staring at it and then it would like move everyone. <laughs> so I thought I was crazy. I'm like, okay, I, I think I'm seeing things. But when she was one who t- I was like, oh my God, and then another person saw it. It was the strangest thing. I don't know whether we saw something real or not, but we definitely saw it together. It was super weird.
0: Oh Yeah, that sounds super interesting. It's kind of a different direction than where I was going. So let me reel the questions back to the topic. Sure. That is very interesting, though. I do want to hear more about that. (laughs) Okay. So have you ever felt like your life at one point collided with an alternate reality? No. Have you ever experienced any glitches in the matrix?
1: are we going to talk about, uh, what do they call it? Where they think we're in some kind of... um...
0: No, I know what you're thinking of, but it's not going to be that.
1: Okay, tell me.
0: Have you ever encountered a time traveler, maybe a chicken, like Marty McFly?
1: No time travelers. That's very interesting.
0: So the topic I want to cover today is known as the Mandela Effect. Are you familiar with this phenomenon?
1: It sounds familiar.
0: No. The first time that I ever heard about this phenomenon was around 2016, or 4BP as I like to call it. We were all hanging out at our mutual friend Araceli's house, and Brother Barlow was talking to us about it. And he asked what the most famous line from Star Wars was. Being a super nerd, I confidently and arrogantly replied, Luke, I am your father. He corrected me and stated that Darth Vader never says Luke, but I didn't believe him. (laughs) We Googled the scene and sure enough, he was right. He never says Luke. He says, no, I am your father. That quickly wiped the smug look off of my face. (laughs) And not only did I feel humiliated and emasculated while in a group of my peers, (laughs) but I kind of felt like my whole life was a lie up until that point in time. And I remember him bringing up a bunch of other crazy examples.
1: (laughs) But you could barely process that.
0: All my life, I thought it was Luke, I am your father. And I've probably watched Star Wars like a hundred times. So let me go through a couple of examples with you. Did you ever read the Berenstein Bears when you were a child?
1: No, I did not.
0: Well, that's good, because what you read was probably the Berenstain Bears.
1: Interesting. So that's another thing that people kind of just automatically get wrong.
0: I've never met anybody that remembered it being called the Berenstain Bears. It was always the Berenstain Bears. Mm. The Monopoly Man. Does he wear a monocle? True or false?
1: In the picture, I think he doesn't.
0: Did Sinbad make a movie about a genie in the 90s called Shazam?
1: (laughs) I know that's a misnomer. No, you didn't.
0: Okay, you're, you were right on both of those questions. The answer is no to both of them.
1: Where's my ding, ding, ding? Damn it. Come on. See how fucked up that is? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I got to ask for those things now.
0: I'm <laughs> just kidding. Well, we're going to have a lot of opportunities for bells and buzzards later.
1: <laughs> yeah, valio papa. Okay. <laughs>
0: just kidding. Well, these are real common examples of what's known as the Mandela effect. And again, all these are wrong but how is it that everyone has a shared memory that is wrong? So in this episode, we're going to tackle both parts of the Mandela Effect, the crazy conspiracy theories, then we're gonna cover the science. Sound like a plan?
1: Yeah, I'm down for conspiracies and science all the time.
0: Two of my favorite topics. (laughs) Yeah. The idea for this topic came up a few months ago when I was texting with my friend, Laura G. Shout out in case you're listening. What up? She was asking me about C-3PO having a silver leg. She was under the impression that it was the arm that was silver. I was like, nope, it's the right leg. You got Mandela'd. Then I thought, hey, you know what? We should do a podcast on that.
1: Interesting.
0: So the following is from an independent article titled The Mandela Effect Explaining the Science Behind False Memories by Neil Dagnell and Ken Drinkwater, the last name that'll make even the most hydrophobic person thirsty. <laughs> So the term Mandela Effect was first coined by paranormal consultant Fiona Broom in 2013 when countless people on the internet falsely remembered that Nelson Mandela died in prison in the 1980s. Mm. Some went as far as saying that they remembered watching the funeral on TV. Mandela was actually freed from prison in 1990 and passed away in 2013. So you can imagine what a shock it was for those people that remembered watching his funeral in the 80s.
1: That's insane.
0: It is, right? Yeah. Other accounts of misrecollection started popping up all over the internet around the same time, like the C-3PO example I mentioned earlier. Pop quiz, hotshot. Uh-oh. What is the Queen and Snow White's most famous saying when she's standing in front of the mirror?
1: Oh, mirror, mirror. Oh, no, wait. (laughs) Now I'm questioning everything. It's the mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all or something like that.
0: Mm. Oh, all right. I totally got Mandela in this one too. What she says is actually "magic mirror on the wall." All my life, I've known it as "mirror mirror on the wall."
1: Oh my goodness! I really, yeah, I'm questioning my life right now too. Like, was I high as a kid? Is that what was going on when I was watching? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wasn't.
0: You're hanging around with uh, Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> so this even got metal band Candlemas. They have a song called Mirror Mirror that reuses that famous line that's incorrect. Last night, I even said, you know what, I'm going to double check it just to make sure I wasn't misremembering the lyrics or having a Mandela effect about them. And yeah, I listened to the song again. It's a pretty badass song, by the way. (laughs) But yeah, it is Mirror Mirror on the wall. So yeah, even they got tricked. Fiona Broom, being a paranormal consultant, explains the Mandela Effect as differences that arise from movements between parallel realities. Within each universe, alternative versions of events and objects exist. She compares existence as being like the holodeck from Star Trek, and memory errors are really software glitches, like the Matrix. So speaking of your boy, Elon, Kind of sounds like she's taking hits from the same bong as your boy, Big E, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: God, that's so strange. But now I'm just questioning this lady in general. What the heck? How do you become a paranormal <laughs> <Would it> consultant? <laughs> well,
0: it's the same thing as a chiropractor. You don't need any type of special training or schooling or anything. That's true. And I kind of think that uh, she needs to change out that bong water. It's <laughs> getting a bit stank. <laughs> it's getting deep. <laughs> Now, believe it or not, that's not the most outlandish theory. Other theories propose that the Mandela effect is evidence of changes in history caused by time travelers, like Marty McFly. See, all this, all this is kind of connected.
1: It's all connected to Back to the Future. Love it.
0: Yeah. Others claim that these distortions are linked to Satan, black magic, and witchcraft. I personally like those theories since they're the most metal. Which one do you like so far?
1: I feel like everybody always wants to blame that. I'm going to just give a perfect example of how, I don't know, something happened to some kid. This was back when, like, the Smurfs were big. And then all of a sudden, everybody blamed the Smurfs. The Smurfs were evil. And Papa Smurf was really some kind of weird-ass metaphor for the devil. Or everybody just likes to use that.
0: I remember that, the Smurfs. And then uh, there was also another thing about the Cabbage Patch Kids.
1: (gasps) Don't say that. Is that why my mom never got me that? Maybe. (laughs) Damn it.
0: Maybe I I just undid all the good that she did by giving you one.
1: Oh, great. Yeah. No, but mine's a sloth. (laughs) Sloths could never be evil. That is true. That's in the handbook.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What if it's a zombie sloth, though?
1: Oh, well, then they're just cute and cuddly, but they smell bad. (laughs) Just kidding.
0: Oh, so which one is your favorite one of all those conspiracy theories?
1: I'm going to go with witchcraft. Why not?
0: Yeah, that one's fun.
1: Every culture has it, yeah.
0: So now that we know the origins and some of this conspiracy-adjacent theories, are you ready to get into the science of the Mandela Effect?
1: Ooh, yes, yes.
0: We will, after a quick commercial break.
1: Woohoo.
2: The Iceberg Lounge is Gotham's coolest new nightclub offering the finest nightlife and dining experience. Whether you're looking to entertain your business associates or looking for a night out on the town, the Iceberg Lounge is truly an experience. Our restaurant offers you the most extravagant dishes cooked to perfection by some of the world's most renowned chefs. And our lounge features some of the best jazz bands in town, all housed in our 12,800-square-foot, two-story club. The Iceberg Lounge is more than just food and music. It's a feast for all the senses. A pool and iceberg are located in the central dining area with live seals and penguins to enchant and delight you. And our bar has the finest wines and liquor to satisfy even the most refined and discriminating tastes. Come by for our early bird special. Free caviar with every meal before six.
0: How was your break?
1: It was lovely. I'm dreaming about this iceberg place. Sounds amazing.
0: We still have to take a road trip.
1: it for real. Like, who doesn't want seals entertaining you at the same time? A club feels like a meat market, and then you kind of feel like you get to pick out meat, even though I wouldn't want to eat a seal. But that's kind of what I would feel <laughs> like.
0: <laughs> I think you just Mandela'd effect that whole ad. I don't think they said <laughs> you could pick a seal to eat.
1: Yeah, I think I did. I did Mandela it.
0: <laughs> Did you come across any changes in history caused by chickens or time travelers?
1: Dude, I'm so excited about hearing this. No, I haven't. But I feel like I will.
0: <laughs> any glitches in the Matrix?
1: Sadly, no. But I'm, I'm on the lookout. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so when we last left our super friends, we we're talking about some of the crazy theories behind the Mandela effect. And while they're a lot of fun to think about, let's get into the science. So spoiler alert, we've alluded to it already, but the Mandela effect is explained by psychologists as being a false memory. More precisely, a confabulation. Do you know what a confabulation is?
1: Sounds like a false memory, like something we fabricate in our minds.
0: Really close. It's the unconscious manufacture of fabricated or misinterpreted memories. False memories occur in multiple ways. To demonstrate one of these ways, we're going to play a little word association game here. Ooh. And unless you're a weirdo, this will work.
1: Spoiler alert, I'm a weirdo.
0: Well, you're kind of scaring me because I, <laughs> I don't know if this is going to work. Okay. On the back of this notepad, I've written down a word. I'm going to mention three words, and you're going to tell me the next word that pops into your mind. Okay. So I'll show you the little paper, and we'll see if I guessed it right. Ready? Okay. Bed, pillow, blanket.
1: Sleep? Oh, you're leading me. Okay, good.
0: (laughs) So what I did right now is called the Deese rodiger mcdermott paradigm. Yeah, And I probably mispronounced that. And it demonstrates how learning a list of words that contains closely related items produces false recognition of related but not presented words. So using this paradigm, I was able to guess that you were going to say sleep. The way that it would work in the real world is that I would ask you to remember those three words, And let's say I came back next week, and I asked you what the words were that I asked you to remember, you might substitute one of those words with the word sleep.
1: Oh, I see.
0: And it's not because I said it, but because you associated it with the other related words. Mm. Another common way to produce false memories is known as source monitoring errors. Jim Cohen, a psychology professor at the University of Virginia in Charlottesville, demonstrated how easily this can happen. And he actually did this experiment on his family. He gave his family members short narratives describing childhood events. He introduced a false story about his brother getting lost in a shopping mall. Not only did his brother believe this event occurred, but he also added additional details to an event that never happened. Mm. Cognitive psychologist and memory expert, Elizabeth Loftus, applied this technique to larger sample sizes and found that 25% of participants failed to recognize when an event was false. Are you familiar with the term schema-driven errors?
1: Schema-driven errors? No, I don't think I've heard of that.
0: Okay, so schemas are organized packets of knowledge that direct memory. Schemas help you to understand a material, but can produce distortions. Frederick Bartlett outlined two examples in his 1932 book called Remembering. In the first example... He read the Canadian Indian folktale, War of the Ghosts, to participants. When he asked the participants to recall the story, he found that listeners often omitted unfamiliar details and transformed the information to make it more understandable or relatable. This is closely related to another process called effort after meaning. The example that they gave of this was having participants walk into a psychologist's office and asking them to recall what they remembered seeing. So most people tended to remember things that would be consistent with items that you would expect to see, like bookshelves, books, and they tended to omit things that were inconsistent, like a picnic basket. Oh. Honestly though, I think that I would have remembered the picnic basket just because it would be so out of place. Yes. I tend to notice things like that. Going back to the Mandela effect, frequently reported errors like the examples from earlier can become part of the collective reality. And now with the internet it can reinforce those errors by circulating false information. But the most common examples of the Mandela effect, most of them are trivial inaccuracies that can be explained by one of the many examples given. And since this was another shorty but goody episode, do you want to go through some fun facts?
1: Always down for fun facts.
0: So these are from a good housekeeping article with a clickbaity title called 40 Mandela Effects Examples That Will Blow Your Mind (laughs) by Blake Bacala. Alright. And just so you know, none of these blew my mind. <laughs> literally or figuratively. oh sad. But they're still kind of fun. Okay, cool. Do you remember watching the Looney Tunes cartoon as a small child? I do. This I do. How was Tunes spelled? Is it T-O-O-N? <laughs> oh no. It was spelled Tunes T-U-N-E-S.
1: Oh wow. See, I want it to be a cartoon tunes.
0: All right. And that's a very common Mandela effect that people report, that they change the spelling on it. That's so cool. Okay. Have you ever heard of the brand Fruit of the Loom?
1: Fruit of the Loom? Yes.
0: Do you remember what their logo looks like?
1: Mm, God, I remember their old commercials. No, I just remember the commercials.
0: Well, then this one will...
1: Will not work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: will not work. (laughs) I I was going to ask you, on the logo... Is there a cornucopia behind the fruit, or is it just the fruit?
1: I want to say it's just the fruit, but that's all I from the jam. Is it really? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And that was just because I was guessing.
0: <laughs> and I remember the cornucopia.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Are you familiar with that cute little monkey, Curious George? Yes. Does he have a tail?
1: Yeah, does he?
0: <clears throat>
1: oh, my God.
0: He does not, and he never has.
1: Oh! <gasps> Born without a tail.
0: <laughs> he was drawn without a tail. <laughs>
1: yeah, he was born without a tail. Oh my god! <laughs> just kidding. Oh wow, that's so interesting. I, I, I'm telling you, in my mind, I can see some kind of weird little curly cue. Can we get our detectives on that? What the heck is coming out of his butt? Then, just
0: kidding. <laughs> he has no tail.
1: I know. I'm just kidding.
0: For breeze, one e or two e's?
1: On the f e is one e, and then breeze. It's two E's at
0: the end. It is one E, but the second E makes sense because it would form the word breeze. So it's breeze. Well, I mean, like any name, you can pronounce it however you want, but it is, I guess, spelled as Fabrez, but it's pronounced for breeze and there's only one E.
1: Well, I'm going to call it Fabrez now because that's wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was another one that Laura G had a question about from my story earlier. She was like, damn it, I always buy like dollar store Febreze. I can't even test it. I was like, oh, I have some Febreze and I took a picture. She was like, my whole life is a lie. (gasps) Yeah. Kit Kat, is it hyphenated? No. Did you ever watch the movie Silence of the Lambs? Yes, I did. Does Hannibal Lecter ever say the following line? Hello, Clarice.
1: Mm, I thought he did. I
0: guess not. What's your final answer, Isela? No, he did not. <laughs> that's another one that I remember. Everybody always, when they do um, an impression of him, that's always the line that they do, the, hello, Clarice.
1: Yeah, or they'll do that creepy, or I don't know what he does. I guess that was more like a like a weird bunny rabbit thing. <laughs> but, yeah.
0: Well, I don't know. Personally, I don't consider it creepy, so... Never thought of it that way.
1: He was a cannibal, of course. All <laughs> the things he does was creepy. <laughs> yeah,
0: and actually on that one, all he ever says was, good morning. But I could have sworn he threw a Clarice afterwards. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Have you ever heard of Far Scump? Yes. What's his most famous line?
1: Life is, a, is like a box of chocolates.
0: <clears throat> it's actually life was like a box of chocolates.
1: Oh, he says was? Oh my God, that makes it kind of dark.
0: I fell for it too. I always thought it was life is like a box of chocolates. Have you ever heard of Mr. Rogers? Yes, of course. Okay, how does this trademark song start?
1: I don't know, isn't it like, it's a beautiful day for a neighbor? Or no, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. <laughs> Would you be mine? Could you be? <laughs> ya <Yeah. laughs> yeah, me gusto. Oh no,
0: really? It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. This neighborhood. I always know it as it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah. Wow. All right. What do you think about the Mandela effect now that we've gone through a few examples?
1: Oh, no, I totally believe in it. I, I just think it's, I think it's really interesting how, so going back to your, like, these words all centered around a specific activity and then we insert that word in there so we kind of create the false memory. But for example, starting off with the first one that you talked about with how Nelson Mandela had died, I don't know how people associated death with him, this like powerful man who, you know what I mean? Maybe because he got locked up, I guess? I don't know. That's crazy.
0: I remember when I heard about his death also thinking that he had died. You did? Yeah. I mean, not in the 80s, because I remember him getting out of jail. Yeah. And I, I remember him eventually becoming president. But when the news came out that he died in 2013, I was like, oh, wow, I thought he died like a long time ago. I was thinking maybe like the late 90s, early 2000s or something.
1: Oh, wow. I never heard that, especially because there was a comedian that was talking about how how funny it was that, you know, he lasted in jail that long. And then also or he was like wrongfully in prison for that long and then was out. Only about a year and had to divorce his wife. Like, <laughs> like I could take prison, but I can't take this. I remember laughing at that. Like, no, oh, yeah, he made it out.
0: Since you said divorce, we hope that you enjoyed the show and you join us again next week. If you're enjoying the show, leave us a review, tell a friend, and subscribe. Wherever find podcasts are sold. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at greetings tac email us at greetingstac at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 915-317-6669. If you have a story to share with us.
1: Or a Mandela effect.
0: To share with us.